Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Tactic Talk is brought to you by the most active community of outdoor enthusiasts, period. Connect with local hunters, anglers, discuss gear, learn tactics from outdoor headlines, share tales. Go Wild is like a digital campfire with your buddies. If you are posting on other social platforms and finding that content is being restricted, not approved, uh, not meeting community guidelines, you're not going to find that here. This is a platform built for outdoor enthusiasts, hunters, anglers, you name it. Head over to timetogowild.com to learn more. Brought to you by the Where to Hunt podcast. It's Tactical Talk with real hunters getting it done across the nation. Hey everybody, Eric Clark here with the Where to Hunt podcast with another Tactic Talk for the week. Today on the line with us, we got Greg Litzinger uh, out of the East Coast. I think it's East Coast, uh, New Jersey, Jersey. if I'm not mistaken, public land. And uh, today's topic is things are changing, right? Lots of things are changing. Daylight's getting shorter. Crops have been um, cut. Some some crops have died, like bean fields. Foliage is gone. So there's just a lot happening right now. And I wanted to pick your brain about kind of how we should be thinking about all of these different things. Yes. Um, I'm a big advocate of this time of year. I love this time of year. The the daylight, you said 11 hours and under of daylight really seems to get these bucks moving. And this time of year is the magic scrape. as what they call it, scrape week. So these deer are transitioning from, you know, food to scraping plus food and really getting their their home range in check, monitoring where the does are bedding, the large groups of does, I should say. And these bucks just want to know where these does are bedding and what food source. So uh, they're just traveling a lot more than they were even last week. So they expose themselves a little bit more in the daylight, especially for us public land guys where, you know, we don't have that the luxury of, you know, only hunting select few days because, you know, we got to get it in when we can. So this is a great time to be in the woods. Yeah, uh, a lot of us guys don't have, you know, weeks on end where we can just take off. That would be a beautiful thing if we could. We'd probably burn out a lot of spots. Yeah. But um, Yeah, exactly. You know, so trying to make the best use of your time, um, you know, you're mentioning this is scrape week and, and the magic 11 hours. Um, you know, what have you been seeing the last couple of years and, and this season too, if you don't mind? It's, uh, you know, I love... Uh, I'm an old John Eberhart fan from way back when, and he got me onto the scrape and this time of year checking those scrapes. So I've transitioned from, I'm primarily a bed hunter to becoming a, a scrape hunter now until Halloween. And I don't really hunt anything but a scrape. I don't hunt food. I don't hunt anything because I'm looking for those older mature deer that are coming to that point, looking for the first those coming in heat and, you know, said, the high pressure areas, these bucks, they only visit scrape, you know, one or two times, you know, and maybe in a daylight, uh, and, and shooting light, I should say. So you need to be where they're going to be. And usually it's, 
it's scrape related. The deer that I shot at and missed last Friday uh, was working a scrape. I didn't realize it at the time until I got down and went to go look for the freaking arrow that shot over his back that there was a scrape where he had stopped and that's what he was doing. It makes sense as I play it back in my mind now that that's what was going on there. But, you know, yeah. are these more mature bucks? Is that a single scrape for him or is that a communal scrape where they're all kind of visiting? What do you like? What are your thoughts on that with these mature animals? Uh, I prefer, I don't like scrape lines or, or random scrapes. Usually it's, it requires a lot of scouting to find those community scrapes or these yearly, you know, I call them the pre-rut rut scrapes where they're usually located near high concentration of does and a lot of deer will hit these scrapes does you know those year-round community scrapes could be hot this time of year but every you know not every scraping area is is daylight um that's where trail cameras come into play oh a lot of my intel has come through years of doing it wrong and now trail cameras have proved that theory that some areas are better daylight some areas are better you know 2 a.m kind of areas so you find these areas where there are numerous scrapes, either one giant mega scrape, a few satellite scrapes, or just a a point that has just got a dozen scrapes on it. That's just, to me, it's always been a high concentration deer area. Deer funnel through there, either looking for does or trying to cross doe path, pathways. I don't, I'm not, like I said, 100% sure as to why, but it requires a lot of scouting because it's not something you just find on you know, Google Earth or, or Onyx or Base Map or whatever app you might be using. So you said you're less concerned with like a community scrape. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm more concerned with the bigger scraping areas. Like those scrape lines, I don't really hunt them unless, you know, they're right outside of like a food source where dough is going to be you know, piling up. You know, those scraping areas is a lot of bucks come visit because I've, I've had them one buck. Well, you know, big boy will hit the bigger scrapes and I've had a little, you know, year and a half olds. They'll just skirt the outside and scrape because they don't want to get, you know, they don't know if that big guy's laying in wait, you know, 20 yards away and getting their ass eat. They come into his territory, but those areas are, are tough to find. When you find them, they're just great, you know? And so what types of things and, uh, are you, are you looking for on a, you know, a topo or, you know, an Onyx or a Google earth or whatever, um, and then boots on the ground. What are you looking for to identify those? And I'll and I'll it, preface that with because I like to ask twenty questions in one. Yeah. Knowing like the <laughs> the food is different, like the cover is different. Like right now, literally this week and next week, like what should people be looking for to find this stuff if they haven't already done a lot of that plan? Like you have a lot of intel, but for the guys that are yeah. like tuning into this now, it's the the areas I've been hunting for years. They've some of these areas have been same way for 20 years and i you find them by mistake usually just walking around because you can't really see them usually they're not like terrain related it's more of a i find a like a cover mixed with high volume of deer is probably the best way to to decipher it um and there's really no way to find it unless you just log it and that's why i'm, I'm a big advocate of a lot of scouting, more scouting than, than hunting. Uh, almost always all season, I scout more than I hunt, and I'm always ready to hunt with all my gear on my bag or on my back. So being mobile definitely plays a part in it. Because uh, if you're just walking the same path that you're standing every day, like you're missing the whole, you're missing 99% of the woods. Yeah, you're missing so all the intel. Usually, if, 
yep, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in a certain way. I'm leaving another way. I don't really walk in and out the same way because I feel I could be missing something that might even be 30 yards over. So finding there is usually a lot of luck and a lot of walking. <laughs> yeah. And you're not concerned about bumping a buck if, you know, it's the first time you might come back to that bed even this far into the no, season, I mean, you I, think? Yeah. I, I hunt such high-pressure areas. It's normal for them. It's not uncommon for them to get bumped out a few times a year between yeah. you know, other hunters, bird hunters, hikers, you know. So bumping a deer out, does it suck? Sure. But if I get visual eyesight on it, then I'm like, oh, he's here. You know, and then that's a that's an added bonus. It's something worth, you know, breaking down a little bit more. Right, and like, where are they really going to go? You know, they they do have a territory, right, that they try to occupy, yeah. and that's their home turf, if you will. And you bump out of his bed, he's probably got a couple more, but he's in that yeah. area, you know, and he's got to exactly. kind of think harder about it, right? Yeah, especially like in a, a scraping area this time of year, it you're not in his bedroom. It's not like you're going set, setting up on a bed and, you know, you blow him out of his bed or something. It's a, an area with, you know, there's a lot going on, you know, I guess you would say. Other deer, you know, and coyotes and everything else. So, I say it, it does it does suck bumping deer out, but it's not the end all be all. A lot of guys are really concerned with that, but, you know, people have proved to be a very effective tactic. You know, if you... You, you, you scout till you find a deer, you bump them out, or right, why is he there? Decipher it. You know, and a lot of times I bump deer, and that's how I find bed scrapes, rubs, because I'm like, oh, wow, is that deer here? So if you bump a deer out, take 10, 15 minutes and scout around. He's already gone. He's, you know, you ain't going to make it any worse. And usually you find a reason why he was here. All right, he's bedded here. Here's his bed. Why is he bedded here? Oh, look, there's a rub line. Boom. Oh, he's bedded here because those are coming across here. Oh, look at that giant scrape area over there. You know, so there is some plus sides to it yeah, if my, you choo- choose to view it that way. Yeah. Yeah. My dad and I bumped a couple bucks two seasons ago. Um, and I was like, oh, shoot. Well, now that I know that they're betting there, this makes it, this makes so much more sense. Like now I know where I ought to be setting up on which, on which win. Like where, where is the food in relation to this bed? And yeah. You know, like then it starts to just, it, it's like, oh, I got you now. You know, like it's, it's yeah. a pretty cool moment when you figure that out. And, and that's to say that that's probably a good betting spot year after year for other bucks too. Like there's a reason that exactly. these animals are choosing that. Yep. And whenever you see bucks on or you bump a big buck out, ask yourself why. Why is he here? Don't just walk away and get upset. Because he's not upset. He made his escape route. You know, he's not getting in, throwing a temper tantrum because somebody blew him out. You know, he's doing what he was trained to do. We as predators need to do the same thing when you bump a deer out you know look at why he's here what's going on why would that big boy be better here why would that buck be better here and spend 10 15 minutes or even a, you know half a day scouting that area out and you can start putting the pieces of the puzzle together you know because odds are he might come back next morning but he might be gone for a couple of days but you can use that time to scout it out like all right this is it and like you said you find the bed you find a, a, a scraping area you know you find a blowdown where oh it's a perfect bedding spot look he can you can see this whole thing and scent check all this from a little pocket. That's smart. Never get discouraged, you know? No. Yeah. Like some years. And you're going to, you're going to get discouraged. Just try to keep moving on anyways. <laughs> yeah. Positive. Put, take whatever you can, all the plus out of every set, you know, yeah. every scouting session, walk in, move slow and move with a purpose. You know, just don't go rambling and you know, walking and through the woods, clanging and banging. Be, you know, 
slowly so, walk in and around. So you, you go know? in, you go in with the the scouting in mind as the here I'm here to scout and I'm ready to hunt. And, and yes. you obviously told us kind of what you're looking for. So you're going to set up on that sign if you see something good enough. Yes, you know that that the buck I killed this year, I was actually going to hunt a, a, a bedding area, and I was going to go way in the back, and then this area is it's a primary scrape area. But it's super early this time of year. I walk into it and it's all tore up. I'm like, I'm going to hunt that bed. And I, you know, I go like 20 yards and I'm like, nope, I'm going back to hunt that scrapes. You know, like I was literally going to walk past that hot sign because I was stuck on this bed. But logic was like, hey, idiot, go hunt those scrapes. There's obviously bucks in the area. There's probably a doe getting close to estrus to have the scrapes this worked over. And sure enough, I had two bucks dialing out for five minutes underneath my stand, which is awesome you know so if i would have went to that bed i probably wouldn't see anything because those deer were you know nowhere near they, they probably wouldn't even been back there yeah, so being ready to hunt hot sign and, and interpreting it as you're as you're going in is, is key especially on public land you know because you you know you never know we're going to pump a deer out or find a hot sign you know or find you know something that says hey I, I need to be here and not over there yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, did you? One was one of the deer that were going after it. Uh, going at it. Were, was that one of the ones that was that one of the ones that you got? Yes, I, I shot the the wider of the two. Uh, wide. He's basically big six. He's got two little teeny brows, and it was this narrow, tall, kind of heavy eight. And they squared up, and it was like straight Texas style. They swallowed up, got real dark, sidestepping, and they just went at it. They flipped each other up and down the ditch. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> it was such a cool, you know, uh, cool five minutes. And I didn't, I wasn't even, I don't think I was going to shoot one of the deer. Uh, I'm watching the fight because I was so into the fight. And the deer I shot, he kind of broke off a little bit. And I'm like, and my bow's in my hand and I'm drawn back. I don't remember taking the bow off the hook. I don't remember any of that. Like it just happened like subconsciously. <laughs> I was so in tune what they were doing. And I'm like, Oh, I'm shooting this deer, I guess. All right, put on it and let her <laughs> let it eat, you know? <laughs> oh, man, you shot a deer on autopilot. That's something. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You're like, it was just awesome. But being, having all my gear on me, ready to go at a moment's notice was key to that. And, you know, I almost walked past that. Like, I almost went down in the marsh, you know? I was ready to put in, because it was super early, and I got set up. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on those scrapes, because I was, I was going deep, man. And I've been doing this long enough, hunt the hot sign this time of year. You find that, especially if you know bucks are bedding somewhat in the area. And there's like oaks were dropping. So all these things kind of lined up. You know, there's bedding, thick doe bedding, oaks, I mean, like raining acorns. And this scraping air is super fresh, like a few hours early, earlier. So you're like, all right, how do you not set up on that? And I've set up on something like that and not seen anything, but it's worth the risk. You know, it's worth the risk of not seeing anything if it's that fresh. That's cool. That's cool, man. Thanks for sharing that all with us. Um, you know, yeah. th- you got a lot that we can learn from. I know you're on a lot of podcasts and you're doing a lot of stuff to put yourself out there and share knowledge. We appreciate it a whole bunch. You know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, hopefully some people take well, just one bit of information I, I give out and they have success. To me, that's, you know, if somebody, I mean, I've got pictures. I shot the deer because of you. That's such a great feeling. You know, when my friends, you know, other random strangers, I don't even know, they send me pictures and say, hey, you're, I did this because you said it and it worked. That's awesome. You know, 
those messages just are great. You know, it, there can never be, uh, I can never repay how that makes me feel inside of somebody, I guess. Well, thanks, Greg. I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, man.